All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about board games in more of a, I don't want to say scientific, but it's its in therapy, right? And so using games to help people overcome different things. And I don't even know maybe like what they can overcome with games. I, this is like, I'm a clean right. slate here. Like I got nothing. <laughs> and so Jason, really excited just kind of hear your thoughts. As a professional psychotherapist, what have you done to help people with games? Okay. So, I mean, again, this is, you know, uh, going back to what I was talking about with in the original show, uh, you know, my love of board games and my kind of growth as a therapist kind of happened in tandem. So just, they just kind of melded together and there's not a lot of research out there and I'm not doing like clinical trials or anything like that. So like take this stuff all with a grain of salt, please. This is practice. This is anecdotal. This is stuff that I've just done and it kind of works for me. Um, so, so there's a bunch of things. So I think the, the, in terms of therapy, like, there's a bunch of like we're, we're always treating something, right? We're always treating like uh, like we have a DSM five and the DSM five has all these little categories, right? So we have uh, anxiety, depression, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia. Like I can give you the whole thing. So I found I have found that different games are effective in different treating different things. So just as an example, I ha- I used to actually I don't so much now, but I used to do uh, have a lot of kids who had ADHD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, attention deficit hyperactivity. So, like, they could not focus on something for more than five minutes. And, like, and I'm not talking about ADHD that, like, you know, everybody, every kid had ADHD. Right. I'm, like, you know. Yeah, like, legit <laughs> cases. Legit. Yeah. Like, and, like, you know, and people, like, I have one guy, God bless him. I have confidentiality, so I'm not going to say his name. But God bless him. He was, like, 25 years old, the most ADHD person I've ever seen in the history of Earth. And we, I, I find that the dexterity games are good for that. Because the dexterity games, they, you know, they're fun and they're hands-on. Like when you're treating ADHD in general, you want to get them in touch with their five senses. And, you know, because ADHD, your mind is like racing. And it's yeah. usually racing like out of your body, like towards the past or the future, towards the ideas. You want to get them located in their bodies. And physical games are great with that. So that dude, I played Rhino Hero with yeah. that dude. And like when he was like really struggling with it. But he got to a point when the, you know, the, the, the stack is rising. And he was lasered in on that game mm-hmm. and he was like he was taking that little rhino and he was like just putting it in and i would just like reflect on i was like dude what did you just do mm-hmm. he's like i don't know <laughs> like he just had that moment of focus and you know some of it is confidence like oh I, I can focus and so that helps him kind of give hope to do whatever but you know it but also like that it imparted the lesson that like, okay, when you want to focus, use your hands. Mm-hmm. When you want to focus, use your, you know, and not just your hands, like, you know, whatever, like really intentionally, you you can do a very, um, well, not very, we're not talking about op- like surgical procedure here, right. but you can do a really focused task that's like engaging your, your, your pleasure, having fun, and you can really use it to focus. So like uh, another game is uh, Coconuts. I don't know if you know about I that know game. That Love Coconuts. Oh my God. <laughs> It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's the these little toy co- toy monkeys. Is that the one and where they're, they're throwing? Well, they like catapults. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they okay. they they chuck them over their heads mm-hmm. and they, they go into the little cup. Yep. Oh my god! Like my kids love this game, and they can really focus. They can really sit there and like boom, or like I'll, I also have um, Terra Meeple City. I've used mm-hmm. that one's a bear to set up. It's like you use like a million meeples. Like, yeah. That's what like that's like you've done really well <laughs> after twelve weeks. I'll give you this treat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just set that up, but like, you know, any kind of physical dexterity game I've used that I've really had a lot of fun with that. Um, so that's uh, ADHD, um, anxiety. So like, um, there's a, there's a way 
to treat anxiety, which is called exposure therapy, you can do a lot with that. Like, you know, uh, people who are afraid of heights, take them to a high place. People who are afraid of the dark, put them in the dark and, you know, just like expose them to something and let them know that it's okay. Uh, I will use a very tense cooperative game, like Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. So like I'll put them in a burning building and they have to choose between saving the poor little cat and <laughs> putting up the fire. And I'm like, and I play it up too. Like I'm, I'm a little bit of a uh, theater man when I'm doing these games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And like, ah! Yeah. And then they make the decision. They come down from that. And then we reflect. It's like, okay, how was that? It's like, oh, I was able to keep my brain while I was panicking kind of thing. It's like, right. okay, well, this is something that you could replicate. You know, just so it's like, you know, learning learning that they can be functional even in the midst of their symptoms is really awesome. And like board games, like especially the anxiety thing, like recreating that, exposing them to that, and then reflecting after they get through it, I found that pretty effective as well. Um, I'll give you one more. Okay. Uh, one more is trauma. Mm. So there's a lot of ways uh, to treat trauma. And for those who don't know, uh, well, I mean, people, I think people know what trauma is, but really from a clinical perspective, trauma is an event that happens and it's so impactful that it feels like it happened yesterday. Okay. Like, you know, you got into a big car crash and you're having nightmares and you're having flashbacks and it's like it just happened. And it's in a way, it's more real than real Mm -hmm. than life and so the way i treat trauma is through story Mm -hmm. and through narrative uh what i like to how i like to put it to some people it's like okay if the image is on pause then putting it in a story makes it unpause it gets your mind moving again so if you can there's i don't have a good one for this yet but with the younger kids i've used rory story cubes Mm -hmm roll them let's get the story going if the story relates to the traumatic event let's write the story you know talk about it and then let's continue the story after the event yeah and it helps them kind of take that stuck image and loosen it up mm-hmm. a little bit so you know i it, for the most part i won't use the story cubes because I, I you know that's that really for younger kids i wished i had a better game for that uh, there's some good ones like story time fairy tales is a good one and like i think tales of the arabian nights is kind of too heavy you know <laughs> and it, it's doing too much of its own thing i wanted to use that but it's like eh, not really so I, i'm like asking for some and i know there's some coming out that i'm really interested in so but you know story as a counter and narrative and you know the idea that life can move on is the way that i like to treat that trauma situation and you know uh, any game that can help you do that, then I'm willing to do pull that into. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, man, good luck with the, just the continued figuring this stuff out and using games in your therapy and helping people. Really appreciate you doing that. You know, there's a lot of things you can do in the world, and you've you found opportunities to help people through different things that they're struggling with. So, really appreciate yeah. you you doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it also lets me. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> this is like part of the reason is I, I found that effective. Part of the reason is just like I'm a, I'm a nerd game evangelist, mm-hmm. and it's like all right, I'm just let me sneak this game in there. <laughs> King of Tokyo. Yeah. This this will help. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, awesome. or, um, you know, uh, Rhino Hero or, I mean, what are some of the other ones that I've just used for back of it? Uh, Tales and Games, The Hair of the Tortoise mm-hmm. is amazing. I, I happen to like games where there's no text in the cards. Yeah. So, like, you know, like like a game like Munchkin has a bunch of text in the card, a smash-up text in the cards. Like, you can't use those really. But, like, 
the game like uh, Heron Tortoise, not a lot of text. You can just throw it down and have fun with it and, you know, just get you know kids involved and adults involved. So a little bit of that is like, okay, here you go. Here's some real games. Yeah. You know, you get, you take that home with you. <laughs> yeah. But some of them really help too. So I'm able to do both. Awesome. Well, man, again, appreciate you coming on the show and just good luck with all the, the really cool stuff you got going on, man. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you, bud.